Hello everyone, welcome back to Talking Twenties, or if this is your first episode, thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Taylor White, I am your host, I am freshly 20 years old, and I have so much to talk about on this podcast. I posted it over on my Instagram the other day, at Talking Twenties Pod, a little screenshot of my notion that has all of my episode ideas, topic ideas, just random thoughts jotted down. I love it because I'm constantly writing things down and writing ideas down for this podcast. Things that happen to me through the day, things that come up in conversation, things that are playing on my mind. And I cannot wait to get through all of them. I'm so excited to film every single one of them. So I posted on my story the other day saying, what do you want to hear next? Because I can't choose which episode to record next. But if you are new, thank you for joining me today. I feel like I need some music, some intro music. I should probably get onto that. I did have a look into it at the start, but all of the... all of the, th- excuse me, all of the free music online is kind of like not the best. So I might look into buying a, a song or whatever you do, buying the rights to a song or a license or something. Anyways, that's a to do for this week. Maybe next week we might have an intro song or we might not. <laughs> We will see. I want to make sure that it actually suits my podcast rather than just a random song that I found online. While I am on the topic of the podcast, uh, I just wanted to mention I keep doing this at the end of all of the episodes and that's like podcasting don'ts 101 is forgetting to remind you guys to please rate and review my podcast as well as subscribe and uh, download via either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both if you're feeling friendly. I appreciate it so much, more than you know. And basically when you rate or um, review a podcast, it heightens its chances of being promoted to other people. So podcasting is funny, I've realised, compared to YouTube. Because on YouTube, a lot of it is very much up to the YouTube algorithm. So optimizing SEO, tags, description, it's very easy for a video to go viral or to blow up. Uh, A lot of you guys might have come, if you follow me on YouTube, you might have come from my move-in vlog. And that was purely just a video that YouTube picked up on because people were watching it and because I'd optimized the video well enough and I think we're almost at like 200,000 views (laughs) which is wild but I've realized that with podcasting uh, it's not so much like that I think it's a bit different it's a bit more difficult to get picked up by Spotify or promoted by Spotify and when they do promote your podcast it's it relies on the feedback that it's I've got from my listeners basically so in terms of what I can control with podcasting I can control the quality of the content that I put out and also how much I promote it through Instagram and everything 
but the rest is really up to you and it's good because it means that uh, you're only getting promoted the podcasts that Spotify or Apple thinks that you will like but there you go there's a little wrap up of why uh, I appreciate um, the reviews and the rates so much but also because when I put an episode out and when I'm sitting here right now recording or editing or whatever when I put it out it's out and then you get nothing back so I know I can see how many people have listened but from what I see say 95% of the people have just listened maybe they were sitting there enjoying it the whole time but I only see the 5% of feedback that I got through the ratings or a review or a uh, message via Instagram the instant reward from something like podcasting is very hard to receive podcasting is just like a little dead there's no comments (laughs) it's just like I put out what I've got to put out and then silence Anyways, that is enough about podcasting. My recommendation for the week. Hmm. I am going to recommend this week something that I watched maybe, I think it was the end of last year in around November. I think it was when I finished my exams. Uh, I got onto the show Ted Lasso on Apple TV. The reason I bring this up is because I finally convinced my boyfriend to watch it with me. So the show is about a an American, um, Jason Sudeikis, and he comes over to the UK to coach or manage a, what are they called? A-League? <laughs> Anyways, a soccer team. Um, the, oh my God, I don't know soccer, the A-League team. But it's a comedy. You can laugh, like properly laugh, and then five minutes later be tearing up because it's just such a beautiful show. Just watch it if you can. It's on Apple TV though, which is a bit annoying. I had to buy, I had to resubscribe to Apple TV to watch it with uh, my boyfriend. Anyways, that's my recommendation. Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. Okay, moving on to the topic for today. I am going to read through a list that I've made in my journal uh, called Circuit Breakers. Circuit Breakers, uh, I will explain a little bit more in a second, but basically they are a list of things that I can do in moments that I'm feeling uh, both overwhelmed and anxious and on edge and also low, depressed sad. I kind of mentioned it on my YouTube video, in my YouTube video last week, that I've been struggling quite a bit with my mental health recently. Uh, That's not what today's episode is about. (laughs) Um, I just thought I'd mention it because the reason why I wanted to record this episode today is because I've had a rough week and a rough day. And it just suits suits the mood, I think, looking at what we are in control of and what we can do in situations or positions when we feel really hopeless and tired and just like you can't be bothered to deal <laughs> with this right now. So that's what this list 
list is today and before I go any further I want to uh, mention that even if you aren't feeling extreme levels of anxiety or depression this is absolutely still uh, a relevant thing because as you will see later on they are very basic things that I think sometimes we forget to turn to in moments when things are getting a little bit stressful a little bit too much going on at the end of the day we all feel moments of all of that stuff that I've mentioned having these tools on hand in those moments honestly helps so much so I encourage you to throughout the episode or at the end of the episode use the structure that I've gone with or make your own and write your own list of circuit breakers and you can use mine for inspiration which is what this episode is so let me quickly talk about what circuit breakers are I don't even know I think I came up with the term circuit breakers to be honest but the it came from a conversation that I had with my psychologist who was explaining the vicious cycle of depression to me Basically, the cycle of depression says that it's like this loop where you're depressed and so you have like low energy, no interest, fatigue, and then in turn you have decreased activity. Uh, Maybe you neglect your responsibilities and then in turn you have increased guilt, feelings of hopelessness, feelings of ineffectiveness, which then leads into depression which then leads into and the cycle begins again. You can Google this, just Google the vicious cycle of depression um, for more information on it. But basically she was saying that to reverse the vicious cycle of depression, you have to increase your activity, which is difficult. And that's an, that's a thing for a different episode. But if you are listening to this being like, often the last thing I want to do is get up from a depressive state and go and, you know, go for a walk. I totally get that. And I've been there um, with you. Part of the reason why I have this list written down is because when I am in those moments of either way, anxious or feeling depressed, You're never in that, really in that like mode of problem solving. You're never in that space of like, all right, cool. I'm feeling sad right now. What can I do about it? Firstly, I'm going to take a shower. Then I'm going to put some music on. Then I'm going to practice my breathing. You're rarely in that mode of problem solving when you're in those states. So for me, having this list handy means I can go, okay, I know I need to do something right now to lift myself out of this or to calm myself down. What can I do? Turn straight to my book and I don't have to think too hard about mustering up some ideas of activities and stuff that I can do. It's all written in there. So these circuit breakers are designed to increase your activity, but also just to break that circuit and those spiraling thoughts. So I've split up my list into two columns. The first column is calming and the second column is uplifting. Kind of self-explanatory, but the calming one goes for both when I'm feeling anxious. So if I'm in those states of uh, my thoughts are going 100 miles an hour and I am jittery, I might be shaking, my heart is going 
are super fast and thoughts are spiraling, like all of that stuff, normally I'll turn to the calming list. The other time that I will use the calming list is when I am in a depressed uh, state or a, a sad state and you get to that point where for example you've you've been crying and your thoughts are all over the place and you might be kind of towards the end of like uh, hyperventilating or losing your breathing and being becoming really rigid really tense you I feel like a lot of you know we know that situation so that's when I would turn to the calming activities they're designed to calm my whole body down but also uh, my mind and then the uplifting column is mainly for when I'm feeling those are uh, depressive moods depressed moods and I might be like lying in bed and I know I can recognize within myself that I need to do something right now that's gonna lift my mood up a bit and that's where that list comes in so I'm just going to go through them purely for the purpose of giving you some inspiration and some place to, uh, you know, start thinking about maybe what you would put on your list. Just getting some ideas so that even if you don't write a list, maybe this will stick in your head a little bit. One thing might pop out to you that you might decide to try next time. The other thing that's relevant to all of them that I'll quickly touch on are the senses. This is something else that my psychologist and I talked about in our session is how you can use your senses to self-soothe. So if you Google it, uh, again, something stuff will come up on this. But basically when I've been running these lists, I've been trying to incorporate all of the senses because they all can play a part in helping you calm down and reach that state you'll notice hopefully I've got a good variety of the senses here. All right, let me go through them. Starting with the calming column. First one is a candle. That's obviously uh, the sense of smell. I also have a diffuser that I've been using and I use a relax essential oil. I think it's just chamomile and lavender. The sense of smell is so powerful because in my experience, when I put a candle on and I'm feeling like I need to calm down, firstly, it's peaceful. I don't know why. How did they make candles be such a peaceful thing? But the sense of smell grounds me as well. It brings me uh, to the to the place where I am. So if I'm in my room and I'm lighting a candle, it will, it will draw me back, remind myself of my presence in this space. So it's very grounding having a candle or something going. That's a very simple thing that you can do. Um, None of these are extremely like life-changing or energy or time-consuming either. The next one is a bath, self-explanatory. But we are so lucky to have a bath here uh, at our house. And I've only had one one bath. But again, feeling, I think that uh, pertains to the sense of touch and feeling the water on you and on your skin if you have bubbles in the bath feeling those it's just such a relaxing environment so having a bath a calm playlist I usually use the ones on Spotify but having music going often helps me get out of that spirally 
headspace that I might be in in these moments. I wouldn't say it distracts me from my thoughts or makes me avoid my thoughts, but it just gets me a little bit out of my own head and gives me a bit more space because I know that feeling of feeling very confined in your own mind and in your own thoughts. So having a calm playlist going, I really want to make my own because I feel like it's just a bit more personal if you make your own, but Spotify has some good ones, even if it's uh, things with words, but also just sometimes like classical piano. Uh, I love a bit of classical music. Maybe there's something with words adding a bit more noise to your to your busy head and just having just having instrumental gives you that good middle ground of getting yourself outside of your head but not adding too much into your space of noise and surroundings and stuff to focus on. Watching a show or also YouTube. Sometimes in those moments I recognize that right now I'm not in a mood to do anything particularly strenuous or not even strenuous but effortful to change this the situation that I'm in sometimes I'm so exhausted and depleted especially if I've been uh, experiencing I don't know high anxiety for a whole morning and I get home and I just want to crash basically Having a show on really helps with that. Sometimes it only has to be like 10 minutes too, where I'm like, okay, my mind and my body have not stopped all morning. I'm finally maybe home from uni. I know I have to do lectures this afternoon, but I need, if I give myself 15 minutes right now to sit down in my bed and watch a, watch a um, t- TV show or something, I know that this afternoon I'm going to be in a much better place to get those lectures done than if I keep pushing through this. So yeah, that's watching a show, a shower. This one uh, is actually interesting and I didn't know this. Another thing that we talked about in my sessions was the effect of temperature. So basically when you are, I'm not going to go into it because I'm not a clinical psychologist, (laughs) Or anything like that but just what I know is that when you're feeling in a anxious state cold temperatures are very helpful so having a cold shower also uh, like putting an ice cube on your skin I don't know the exact mechanisms <laughs> and I'm sure it's just a google search away but there's something to do with interrupting the nervous system and the cold temperature literally tells your nervous system to calm itself down I think there's also a part of that mentally where you feel a lot more grounded just a lot more clear perhaps it's a bit of a snap back into the present moment uh gets you out of that cloudy cloudy headspace that you're in and I can you know having a shower cold shower kind of wakes you up a bit and snaps you out of it a little bit uh and and vice versa for lifting yourself out of a low mood which I'll talk about a bit later Another one is breathing. Uh, again, not going to go into it too much, but the um, there's been so much evidence showing the importance of breathing. One of the most popular therapy, I guess, techniques for anxiety um, is breathing techniques. So again, you can have a Google or uh, you know figure out which ones work for you. Breathing in some way 
And like I mentioned earlier, this sounds so stupid having this on the list because it's like, okay, just breathe. But sometimes in those moments, I don't think to myself, what I need right now, I really need to breathe. I'm going to do a breathing exercise because a lot of the time you're just not in a, not in a state to um, be able to reason with yourself and know what's best for yourself in those sometimes in those situations. So when I look at this list and I can see breathing, I remember I know how important breathing is. I know how helpful it is. So I'm going to do uh, just like a few deep breaths. I've got some deep breath techniques. That's like my first step in calming down my body and my breath. And then if I have the space and the emotional energy as well. I might turn to an actual mindful meditation through Smiling Mind or I have Keep It Cleaner who have them. So breathing is so important. This is your sign to remember to practice breathing, to turn to breathing in those moments and to remind yourself to breathe. Put it on your list. If there's one thing you're going to put on your list, I think it should be breathing. Next is reading. This one's interesting because... There's some moments when maybe, yeah, when I'm feeling like I've got so many thoughts going on in my head that reading is not going to help to that because I have to focus on more things going into my head. So sometimes I'd rather just not be stimulated in that way and just let my brain kind of calm itself down by doing something else, maybe just taking a bath and closing my eyes and breathing or something. But in other situations, reading might be really helpful Sometimes um, sitting down and reading a little bit can help me feel really grounded and yeah, help me bring myself back to the present. Reading really slowly, like focusing on each word or even reading each word out loud, it helps to fix your focus and your attention onto one thing and gives your body kind of that time to calm itself down. Another one is ocean and nature sounds. Again, going back to the, um, actually I haven't, I didn't really talk about it, but the sense of hearing, uh, that's a good one. Tea, I'm just getting into tea, but that's uh, the sense of taste. Um, Tea obviously has some relaxing qualities to it. So having a tea, maybe sitting in bed, having a tea, watching a show. Getting under my doona, this one is about, goes back to the sense of uh, uh, touch, but also the temperature thing. So when you're feeling depressed or uh, in those low moods, heat is really helpful. Warming up your body, having a warm shower, going under a doona. For me, going under a doona, I feel so safe and comforted and so much calmer. A slow walk if I need to be calmed. Just a slow walk because I think maybe I don't want to get my energy up too much. But leaving the space and going for a walk is helpful. Sitting in the park is another one that I have on my list. And either doing maybe a meditation, maybe just listening to a podcast, maybe just listening to a playlist and just being around nature and also just being very um, observant or aware of your surroundings very grounding again. Mindful puzzles. This is something that I started doing. I bought a little puzzle book. You can get them from, I got mine from Target, but Kmart, Big W. They're like, I don't know, very cheap. And they're just a book of puzzles, mindful puzzles. 
or any puzzles really. That just helps me direct my attention elsewhere and similar to the reading thing just focuses my attention fully on something. I love doing little little puzzles sometimes. Again, depends what mood you're in, but that might be something to consider. And then also skincare, just feeling nice in yourself. Washing my hair always helps. That one brings me to the end of my calming list. And of course it's not exhaustive and I should probably uh, add some more things on there. And I am very open to adding some more things on there. So I would love to uh, hear what you would add on there in your own list on Saturday at Talking Twenties Pod. Going on to the next column. This one's not as long, but this is the uplifting column. So this is when I might be lying in bed or something and I've had a cry, maybe, for example. And I'm like, okay, I know I can't stay here for the rest of the day. So how can I get myself out of this? And this goes back to the increased activity one. And yeah, lowering those feelings of guilt. I am happy to talk about it in another episode, but I know it's so hard balancing feelings of I need to rest right now or like I need to take a break right now. But I also feel so guilty for doing so. I feel like... I'm lazy or I have things to do that are more important than this. That is a struggle (laughs) for anyone who's feeling these moods. Sometimes these uplifting circuit breakers just give me something that I can ease myself back into the day. Chances are like a lot of the time you cannot go. Well, you can't. I don't think ever go from zero to 100. You cannot go from lying in bed to and, you know, feeling those extreme feelings of depression or even just uh, less extreme feelings of sadness or something like that and then being like okay I'm good I am getting out of bed and moving on I wish it worked like that but a lot of the time it doesn't so this is kind of these circuit breakers this is the, the getting from one place to another and yeah <laughs> the first one is a walk this is my go-to and I've talked about walking before I will talk about walking again, but I love walking and it's been such a constant thing in my routine. Walking has miracle (laughs) properties. Like seriously, it's the one thing I turn to when I'm like, I have no no idea what I want to do right now, but I know I need to do something. Go for a walk. And I put my headphones in pretty much all the time listen to a podcast or something and it doesn't have to be fast I know before I mentioned a slow walk lots of my walks are actually slow and I really like it because I walk for my mental health and not for my physical health because currently my mental health is is the priority unfortunately well not unfortunately but there's a bit of an imbalance there but I will go on a walk and I'll just be listening to a podcast and tuned in completely to that podcast and I might walk for ages and not even realize or I might be um, really aware of my surroundings really take in the trees and if I see a bird or if I see something that I like also seeing the people around as I've talked about in my first episode I find it so grounding that is my go-to uplifting thing it doesn't have to be fast. I think that's the best thing because sometimes you have no effort, no energy, sorry, to put in the effort to go on a run or go on a, do a, do a workout. 
or do a, a proper walk. Sometimes a, a stroll perhaps might be better. I have a mood lift playlist that you guys helped me make actually. A lot of the time I will also play mood boosters, a Spotify playlist. Uh, and there's one called Morning Motivation. So upbeat songs. Yeah, obviously uh, I feel like we all know the power of music in um, changing a mood and lifting your mood a bit. A shower, a warm shower. If I'm maybe like, again, going back to if I'm lying in bed and just feeling like awful about everything and um, but I know that I need to get up first step of getting out of bed is going to somewhere else that I'm comfortable which is a warm shower and at least then I'm up out of bed and I'm making a move and if I go back to bed that's okay but at least I've broken a circuit one of the circuits and I've done something I've uh, taken action YouTube or a show that's uplifting but a lot of the time um, that might encourage me to stay in bed or to decrease my activity almost so going back to the cycle key was increasing activity so I mean it's a balance but funnily this morning I was having a rough morning for some reason I ended up going through my snapchat memories um I was really like couldn't get out of bed but also was just like scrolling on my phone and I went through my Snapchat memories and I was giggling to myself in bed. And I mean, it's not a TV show or it's not YouTube, but that distraction and looking through my funny Snapchat memories or just things that made me smile uh, really helped with my mood. So maybe that's some more inspiration for, I don't know, you can twist it into your own thing. Maybe you have, uh, actually, this is something that my psychologist talked about like having photos that make you feel comfortable or uh, happy remind you of happy moments and happy memories people around you I'm actually going to make a photo wall in my room because I haven't had one yet this year and I honestly wonder if that's not the reason but uh, if not having that has made me feel maybe disconnected from memories and stuff like that at college in both of my years I had a photo wall and it was like my favorite thing because you just start staring at one and then it has the so much power just to lift your mood up in an instant that's what I felt this morning with my snapchat memories the next one is calling someone this one is often my mom for me (laughs) but I like normally it's when I it's not the first thing that I do in all honesty, because it's a lot of effort, I think, calling someone, especially when you're in maybe a low mood or you're just feeling completely unmotivated. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is talk to someone. But maybe if I've gotten up and I'm on a walk, but I'm still feeling like, you know, crap or low, calling someone and talking to my mom, for example, lifts my mood so much, gets me out of my own head. It, uh, goes uh, into the sense of hearing and you know hearing someone's voice who you love makes you feel happy and comforted and supported making a meal this one is I don't do this (laughs) in all honesty but I wrote it down when I was writing the list because I was like well maybe it can be kind of like a challenge to give me something 
that's, you know, when you're in those moments and having something that is rewarding is obviously going to be very um, beneficial and having that sense of maybe challenge or just mastery or just accomplishing something. So getting up and making a meal kind of plays into that in that you don't have to get up and write a whole essay. You don't have to get up and reply to the emails. You can just get up, put your headphones in or whatever, stand in the kitchen, make a meal. Even if it's, I often just make toast with eggs and veggies and stuff. And regardless of if it gives you that feeling of accomplishment or anything, at least it is an action. It's an increased, you've increased your activity. You've um, done something that's disrupted that cycle. Also, you've nourished your body and you're listening to your body and you're giving it what it needs. A lot of the time, uh, I know I said just then that I don't really do this, but I guess I do because a lot of the time in the mornings I struggle. Why are there always helicopters that go over to get out of bed? And I just feel no motivation for the day. So sometimes the first step is just being like, okay, well, I'm hungry and I can notice that. So I'm going to make food because I need it. Without it, me even realizing it, that is me disrupting this cycle and breaking, like it's a circuit breaker because it has increased my activity. That rounds out my circuit breakers list. And I guess I want to wrap it up. I, I think I've covered everything and I hope that what I wanted this episode to be is just something that's kind of planting these seeds in your head of if if you are struggling like me or even if you're not there's always things that we can do and we have control over our situations and it's really hard to feel like we don't in those moments these things don't have to be massive but sometimes like writing them down and having them there can make them just be accessible they can be so simple they can be lighting a candle there you go you've taken you know a bit of control you've taken a step towards helping yourself through this state that you're in having them written down like I mentioned means that they're accessible in those moments and that you don't have to lie there problem solving to try and get yourself uh, to try and make yourself feel better as long as you're aware of what you think you need if you need to be calmed down or if you need to be uplifted how much energy you have, uh, where your mind is if it's frazzled and if it's overwhelmed or if you can deal with a little bit more maybe stimulation or um, like reading. That's all in those situations that you need to be aware of to break the circuit and then the rest is looking at this list and going, okay, I know what I need to do because I've written it down and... Of course, it's not that easy all the time and I appreciate that more than you know. I hope that today's episode was helpful um, and it was a little bit more practical than most episodes, but I hope you can understand that that's, this is what I've needed to record this week for me and for uh, to reflect where how I'm feeling this week. So next week we'll actually be back. I have next week's episode planned was meant to be this week's episode but I've shuffled it around and it is a little bit more subjective or just thoughts my thoughts not as uh I guess practical or as outlined as this one was but 
that is all for today. Thank you again for tuning in. A reminder to rate and review and subscribe, uh, follow and whatever it is. And I will see you next week. Bye.